we are back. It is episode two of Grunt Talk. So, recently just kind of posted about this on my social media. So guys, if you're new here, this is a new segment that I'm doing. It's called Grunt Talk. And it's pretty much all about my vets, whether you served in any of the branches, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, National Guard. You know, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story and I want to be able to make this a platform for not only the world to see what type of people are here with us in regards to served, but just the things that we try to justify as being normal for whatever our frontline jobs or just jobs in general had to be. So episode two, kind of going forward from my other talk, kind of my experience, you know, pretty much finishing up basic training and going to my duty station. It was a lot of people kind of ask those questions, you know, when you're not getting ready for war, what are you doing? And to be honest, you know, an infantryman or any type of frontline duty job, if you're not really training in the field and ready getting to go to war, you're really just doing a nine to five, to be honest. Granted, us grunts or any type of frontline, that's more of 4 a.m. till whenever the fuck we say get off, which is kind of normal for us. We expect that, but what we signed up to do to the point when I got there in 2010 to actually my duty station, um, it was about a year's worth of training or so. So already had a hand. Already kind of knew. That was going to be going to war. So it wasn't a shock that we had certain members of the squadron or certain team members who have been to multiple overseas deployments were telling us, like, hey, you know, get ready for another deployment and so on and so forth. It's kind of typical. We were already expecting that. We were already slated. Pretty much we were doing a whole year's worth of training and we left. That whole buildup to it, it's, it's definitely different, right? You get your different types of uniforms, which are pretty much just the same uniforms that at least the Army has now. But every branch, for the most part, will have a different set of uniforms to wear into, to wear into country. Another term we kind of use for going into any hostile territory where we might be conducting some missions, of course. Going over the straight to Kandahar, Afghanistan, before then, we spend about maybe a week as we fly into a place called uh, Kyrgyzstan, which is another area we get some more kind of equipment and just pretty much just relax and try to get as ready as we can. And then wherever we're going to be slated to go, that's where we go. So where I went was also known as the Green Zone. Why it was called a Green Zone? One, there's a lot of vegetation. Surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't realize that Afghanistan does actually have a lot of beautiful vegetation around it. And surprisingly, they did somewhat of a better job than us. They have way more lush vegetation for some reason. But not all Afghanistan is like that. Just that so happen area it is. It's also known as the combat area. You know, the place that people are known to fight and die. So the area that we were going to was about 11 years since it's the U.S. personnel. So the last time they saw U.S. personnel was when we invaded. Early 2001. A lot of time for Taliban to grow again. A lot of time for just the people to be over 
ran with corruption. As soon as we fucking land, we fly in there. It takes about maybe an hour to get there. As soon as we fucking land, we're getting fucking shot at. And that's pretty much how we knew our deployment was going to be. And when you get there, depending on where you go, you know, we always make a joke as grunts where sometimes we say where we had a real deployment or we had a shitty deployment. Real deployment for us would be not having water, being the ability to meet shower with the actual faucet and everything, being able to actually take a shit in the toilet. A real kind of deployment for us was shit, man, living like a Spartan. You're out there. You have some security that you yourself built, but you don't have any electronics besides the ones that you carried with and downloaded on. You don't have the ability to talk to people besides your unit that you're with. And at times, you just eat the same fucking MRE meals, meal ready to eat meals, every fucking day. And that's that's what we had. At first, it wasn't like that. We kind of took over an area for somebody else. And leading up to that later on, they pushed out as far as they could. They really had only about maybe 100 feet or so, maybe a little bit less than that, of actual space that they've actually cleared up, meaning that the rest of the town that we were living for the time being was all Taliban. So as soon as we got on those missions, slowly and slowly we started driving everybody out. Now, our first mission, I still remember to this day, our first mission we go out in kind of a convoy. I was at the time a 240 gunner, which is just a big machine gun on top of one of the turrets. So we'd pretty much do route security for them. We'd ride behind them. We'd have a lead element just kind of walking in general. So as they did that, we kind of did overwatch for them. And the crazy thing about it, Taliban weren't secretive about what the fuck they were going to do. They definitely had their kind of ability to talk to the locals, something known as ICOM chatter. So they have a certain radio that only they could pick up, but since we had somebody who, pretty much an interpreter who can pick up the channels because we were able to pick up their channels and frequencies, tell us what's going to happen or what are they saying. And it's it's crazy how you know you're going to get a firefight. It could be thriving little community, just like if you were around your neighborhood or something, or you go to a local shopping area and just you see a lot of people there. It could be to that kind of capacity. The next thing you know, you can just turn around real quick and everybody's gone. It's like a ghost town all of a sudden. So those are kind of our indicators like, oh, fuck. Something's going to happen. Sure enough, something did. On our way back, right before we entered, man, did we get some fucking firefights. Uh, to the point where me as a 240 gunner had to be able to take and it's so funny that going back so you train and train and train and train your ass off so much so that you know your fucking job and you know your weapon so fucking well it's like night and day you can shoot that bitch with your eyes closed and still kill a motherfucker that's how well trained you get to be we were always trained of course in training scenarios when there was something gonna happen you call out the distance you know 300 yards four people they have AKs in front of us 12 o'clock 
well, that kicked in. So me as being at the time that Tory Gunner, I said all that. But I forgot I was in an actual live situation. That's how comfortable I was in being in combat. Or just training so much that I forgot that I was not in a real threat. That I was just training. It took the help of my buddy Carson, rest in peace, hitting me on the leg. And just telling me, well, shoot, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I cocked the 240 and started shooting. Now, with the help of Carson, I was able to actually kind of line up my sights and kill somebody, of course. Um, to this day, I still debated him if I got that guy because I saw the tracers and I was able to hit him. A tracer is just a bullet that you're able to see that has a little kind of flare to it when you shoot it. To this day, I say I'm not too sure if I shot him or not, but... I mean, he swore by it, so I kind of gave it to him. And they did confirm that death, but I didn't take credit for it. All that happened, we wasted a lot of rounds. It was like our first firefight, and we were itching. Itching to get the firefights. And I think a lot of people just don't realize... Being a grunt. Being somebody who has a combat job. You know, your whole goal dream is to get into combat it's 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 what you train for it's what you work your ass off for for fucking years and the minute you do i mean you kind of get a little trigger happy at first but just learning from that i remember i had to do an interview later on in life uh with the great author if you guys ever hear of her her name annie jacobs great great stories that she's done on Area 51 and other stories and she was asking me, you know, what what would you compare your job as an infantryman? And plain and simple, it was like being a modern day Spartan. Modern, you know, the Spartans back then, you know, great line in the movie 300 Leonidas, they'd tell them that we had this many people. As soon as Leonidas asked them, you know, what's your job? I'm a potter, I'm a blacksmith, he asked the Spartans, what's your profession? You know, they all give that grunt. Meaning, their job is to kill motherfuckers. They were bred to just be the best and kill motherfuckers. And that was our job. That's how well we were trained. It's crazy looking back at that first firefight because... It happened so fast. And even in that, luckily we didn't lose anybody. But even in that time, it was crazy to see just how everybody was able to lock on certain areas and just do our job and kill motherfuckers. And pretty much this is how the whole deployment went. Just all the time, all the time, all the time. Our second mission... Or not so much our second mission, but a mission later on that I know all my brothers know who served with me to this day as one of the shittiest missions ever. Just because how long it was and how much actual action of fighting we had that day. And that was actually the battle that put us to the point where the Taliban just left that area and we were able to overtake that area again and give it back to the locals. When we first got there, you would see locals out, but it wasn't 
that much. It was more of locals and pretty much local Taliban who lived there kind of scouting us out. So I was part of the 82nd Airborne Division, meaning I jumped out of airplanes. Uh, they had a nickname for us. They called us the Circle Square Trial. So our insignia is literally a square that has two double A's in a circle. So the Circle Square Trial is what they refer to us. Kind of like how they called them devil dogs and with the Marines. That mission, and I'll probably save this for another time, another kind of segment of it, was definitely a way that we definitely got closer, and it was a way that we saw who was actually a real man. And what I mean by that is, we had a lot of people who served, and have done a lot of time in the military, but all those times that they did and gone to war, they were able to answer that call and be a leader and not crumble under pressure it's a lot to say you want to kill somebody but it's a lot more to be able to do that make sure your men are right and still kill those motherfuckers and not feel under that pressure not everybody's cut off for it and sometimes people do have that breaking point and unfortunately we did have a couple people who had those breaking points But I'm going to leave you guys kind of on this little cliffhanger here because that is definitely a great story that I want to go on to my probably next week on there. Um, but guys, this has been episode two of Grunt Talk. If you guys are liking the content, if you guys want me to interview a certain person that you know, prior service or active duty at the time, no matter what branch, hey, bring them my way. DM me on anthony.renoso on Instagram. Let me know if I can set up a time. I'd love to interview them. I want them to be able to tell their stories. So this platform, guys, is, is all about you guys. It's about what I went through, what my brothers went through, what everybody's gone through to normalize as much as we can you know, what we did, what our job was, and why we did it. But I hope you guys enjoyed. So this has been episode two of Grunt Talk. Hope you guys are liking the content so far. I'll see you guys in the next segment.